All right, Kevin Barker, so the Blue Jays resume the 2023 season with a 7-2 win, 16 hits, four strikeouts only. They're 51-41, and 41, as you heard uh, Ben Wagner say. Ten games over 500 for the first time this year. Your thoughts? Uh, I think that they're lucky that they have really good pitching. That that's that's sort of been the consensus all year. I mean, we're not trying to be downers here, but this is exactly the way the theme of the season's been since we've been watching the Blue Jays. Right? It's it's you have really good pitching. You have uh, you know enough good starting pitching to give a lineup a chance to have a big inning. It just so happens that you know it wasn't the starter. It was a couple of guys after that that you know allowed them to have the big seventh inning and score runs and. You know, when, again, a, a team that comes on the road in the American League East against a good team has to catch the ball. When you don't, you give a, a team extra outs, they tend to make you pay for it. So, yeah, that's my that's my takeaway is, thank goodness, the Blue Jays have really good pitching. We talked before the game uh, with Luis Gonzalez, the um, senior advisor for the Diamondbacks, who was also doubling <clears throat> as their color analyst. Pardon me, on their telecasts. Excuse you. Yeah. And uh, it's always excuse me. (laughs) And he made the point that one of the hallmarks of this team has been good defense Mm -hmm. and good base running. Now, you know, maybe it was just a fog or a carryover from the All-Star break, but the whole good base running thing pretty, pretty much went out the window in the first inning. Uh, you're right. Uh, Ket, uh, Kettle Marte had a had an absolute nightmare uh, in the field tonight. The the Diamondbacks were sloppy, mm-hmm. to say the least. Cost the pitchers a lot of pitches. Um, and that's not what we expected from this team, was it, Kevin? Now, look. I any time you're a good team, you're a good team for a reason. You pitch the ball for the most part well. You play good defense. You run the bases the way you're supposed to run them. You get timely hits. Just so happens again. I, this is the same, sort of the same way. Every time you watch a good team play, when they give another team extra outs, normally most of the time they lose those games, and that's exactly what happened. Now the Christian uh, uh, Walker ball that he missed with Marte's throw after he sort of you know the ball at the end from Danny Jansen. That's just flat footed. I talk about that with Vladdy all the time. Why right-handed catchers? who are right-handed throwers at first base, run over and stick one of their feet right in the middle of the bag is beyond me. I I still get have figured that out. You're not athletic when you go over, get very, very stationary, stand straight up and down, and then when you get a bad throw, which is not really a bad throw, you don't catch it and it allows the other team to score a run. So, yeah, I think that's accumulation of a bunch of guys, a couple of guys that – you know, one was a sort of a bad throw just because of a grip, and the other one was not having good foot placement on a bag. And, again, you lose a baseball game that way. Give the Blue Jays credit. This is the theme, Jeff. They've got really good pitching that allows a okay lineup to have a big inning. It happened again tonight. Yeah, five-run uh, seventh inning, all of them coming with two outs. Two-hit wit coming through again, uh, mm-hmm. this time with a uh, with a two-run single to make up for that stumble around the bases yeah. uh, in the second inning. Vladdy, hmm. now this, I mean, now I know there are too many stats in baseball, but according to Danny Shulman, 
Vladdy is the first. I may have sure I get this right. He's the first home run derby winner to Homer in his first at bat after the derby. Stick Maybe that. Your, st- stick that in your khakis. What is that? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, again, if you notice the two hits he got, or you could take a, you could draw a line from the middle of his thigh, from the black on the inside corner and the black on the outside corner, and when he gets it on that line, he gets a hit. Hits the ball hard somewhere, and it's in the air. When it's not, and he has to expand because he has a level bat path, a lot of the times it's hard. It's a ground ball to the third baseman. It's a ground ball to the second baseman. It's a swing and miss because he's chasing balls in off the plate that he shouldn't be chasing. Now, again, he's facing some guys that throw 101 miles an hour, which is a big deal. But, yeah, it's he gets a good pitch to hit, Jeff, because he's a really good hitter. He will hit a ball in the air hard somewhere. When he does it, he won't. All right, let's open the phone lines. 416-870-0590, star 591 590 If you're calling from your cars, you're leaving the game, please let us know. Again, 7-2, the Blue Jays have started the second half of the season or the post-All-Star break portion of the season with a 7-2 win. Tomorrow is the second game of this series. It's a good one, a good pitching matchup. Zach Gallen against Kevin Gossman, the Jays 51-41. and That puts them 10 games over five hundred for the first time this year. Kevin, Jose Barrios, normally when he comes out of a game, pats the manager in the back as he leaves, tips his cap to the crowd, uh, nods toward the umpire normally. Wasn't much of that tonight. There was kind of a, looked like a few angry he words as he left. You could say he, he was chapped. chapped. He was yeah. chapped. Uh, p- pitched a little bit of a fit in the dugout. Not a, not a minor one. Pitched a fit in the dugout. Went down in the tunnel, I presume, cooled off. Um, look, uh, we've talked about the starting rotation and how the st- the starting rotation is the reason, and, and the outfield defense is the reason the Jays are where they are. I mean, they, they, they can't be said any other way. The starting rotation logs. This is the type of starting rotation that teams took to the postseason last year. Yep. And Jose Barrios, you know, now obviously Kevin Gossman's the dude in this team, but we have talked about this a little bit. More so as the season went on, Kevin, Jose Barrios has emerged as a, and I never thought I'd say this, he's emerged as a stabilizing influence on this team. And for whatever reason, Kevin, he wins at the Rogers Center. Like, I, Maybe we just have to call this a pitcher's park. I don't know. But for ever, whatever reason, Jose Barrios is hard to beat at the Rogers Center. Yeah, he is. Well, he's predictable now. Last year, he was not. Like, you had no idea when he was going to come out and have a good start. And you look at him right now because all the mechanical changes and he simplified it and he can have the the same release point for, you know, multiple pitches, the execution of zones after competitive pitches. That's what it is, right? You can see when they stack lefties against him, he's got to establish glove side. Mm -hmm. That's into a lefty. That's in at the belt. That's above the belt. He's got to have quality pitches in there, and that's after those. You have to execute the uh, the execute the zones after that. That's down and away with the changeup. That's backdooring the slurve. That's he, all of a sudden he started throwing tonight a little bit of a curveball. You mm-hmm. can tell he's he's doing different things. Like he's having a little twelve six get me over. He's got the slurve. He's throwing that a little bit harder. That's why he didn't get only he only got two whiffs. When you're throwing it too hard, it doesn't break as much. Right, he can't control it as much. It's a little easier to see, I think. 
and that's why he, he wasn't getting as many whiffs. He got six called strikes on the slurve. So there there is the seven days rest, right? You're feeling a little frisky. Everything feels right. Your body's you know, not hurting in places it normally hurts when you're mm-hmm. pitching on regular days rest. So, yeah, the, the balance of the mix, he threw, what, 26 slurs, 23 four-seamers, 21 sinkers, 20 change-ups. Just knowing that, if I'm the on the on-deck circle, can't go up and sit on anything. Nope. He's throwing most, mostly for strikes. So, yeah, I'm with you. He's predictable. Like, that. that's the one thing you want from, you know, not all five. It's hard to find that from five guys. But if you get that from three, four, three or four guys, that's turned into an elite staff. And right now, that's what they got. He uh, he might be better now than he's been at any point in his career with the Blue Jays, including when he just came over from Minnesota. Absolutely. I, I, I think he's got confidence. I think he's got attitude. I don't think you have either one of those. If you're not in tune with mechanics, you don't have good feel of the slurve. Uh, you don't have good command of the sinker and the four-seamer. He's got confidence throwing to lefties, which is what he did not have last year. And when he's, you know, struggling, it is against a left-handed hitter. Again, it's about that execution of zones after competitive pitches that we haven't been seeing that we're starting to see a lot of. And I get back to that word, he's predictable. And that's a big deal, right? And when you add confidence to the mix and you're not afraid to show emotion on the mound, I just, I'm on board now. Like last year. It was warranted. You gave him a bunch of money. Stunk. It's warranted for me to come on our show and say thanks. Now he's predictable, and I, I like to watch him pitch. John in Cambridge, you want to talk about Vladdy? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy that they won tonight, but I was pretty upset last week at the no-hitter how he got the green light on that 3-0 pitch. They're down 2-0. They haven't had a hit in the whole game during the seventh inning, and – Winning that game was very important, and I'm under the impression that the manager was more concerned about getting a hit and breaking the no-hitter instead of planning to win the game. And Vladdy mm-hmm. should have took that fourth mm-hmm. pitch for a You've while. You've been waiting all week to call up about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it upset me. And then the next game, when he didn't pinch hit for Kirk – in the 10th inning, I mean, pitch run for Kirk in the 10th inning, when even the broadcasting crew were saying he should have, and they commented after he got thrown out of third, that there you go, he got thrown out of third. Like, decisions like that, yeah, kind of uh, roused me a little bit. What about tonight? Anything good tonight? Like I said, I was happy about tonight. Tonight was great. okay. Okay. All right, thanks, John. 416-870-0590, 416-870-0590, star 590, one 590 Clearly, John doesn't like John the to be in his bunt. Man, oh, man, you got to like... Dude, I forgot the score of that game, let alone Vladdy swinging in a 3-0. Maybe I just had too many cigars and too much wine up at the lake. I, I Well, I definitely had too many cigars and too much wine up at the lake, let's be clear. But, uh, yeah. John's got his opinions. It's, that's why we're here is to let him come on this show. Yeah, that, and that's true. Tell everybody for somebody, what they are. At, at least he didn't. At least he didn't go back and revisit John's decision to pull Gossman in the Seattle playoff game. Jim and Hamilton, you're on Blue you know, Jays talk with Blair and Bark. You want to talk about today's game, or are you upset at a move John made a month ago? Gentlemen, good evening. Hey. I do have to concur a little bit with the previous caller. Oh, stop that, it! You're no, just trying to be nice. Against Detroit was horrible. Yo. well, yeah, it was. But anyhow. Um, I have to agree with uh, Barker from this uh, 5 o'clock show. Well, I don't like you then. 
Well, I don't even know if we're. I don't even know if we're going to let you finish. I'm just kidding. I'll go meet. Ahead. I'll meet you down at Lock and Dundurn. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but hang on. Lock and Dundurn don't cross. I know. I know. Okay. Anyhow, go ahead. I think we still agree the lineup sucks. They're looking for something at the trade deadline. They're not going to get anything because they got nothing. And then you lose a lot of guys in the off season. The pitching is not a problem. Look who's coming up here shortly in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be about the lineup. What do you do yep. next year? Because both of you year. guys have been against signing Merrifield at $18 million. Are you reconsidering that decision yet? Have a no. good night. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, love Whit Merrifield. Um, don't mind having him at second base. But no, not not at not at that money. And, and it's going to seem odd considering the fact this team's carrying a pretty big payroll right now. But this is one of the points I made as we go into the trade deadline. You know, a couple of things to keep in mind. When you acquire a guy at the trade deadline, you are picking up about half of his salary, less than that, because they only get paid for the regular season. They don't get paid in the playoffs. So when you get somebody at the August 1st trade deadline, you're picking them up for August, September, and a bit of October. So it's not like if someone's making $30 million, you're picking up a $30 million payroll. You're not. In fact, you're picking up what? I don't know. 14, 14, 5. Here's the thing with the Blue Jays. They're not going to have Chapman next year. That's about $20 million off the books, maybe. They're not going to have Ryu next year. That's about $40 million off the books. Uh, you know, you can do some things with this team. You, you'll have some wiggle room with this team. That even if you don't want to be up against the salary cap next year, you'll be able to do some things. But, and, and I guess maybe, you know, the, the approach you take is, well, let's think about it a bit. Let's see what else we do before we decide if we're going to bring Witt back at $18 million. But I, I just, I, I can think of better things to do with that money, frankly, than, uh, than bringing Witt Merrifield back for that amount of money. Kevin, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, if, if it works, if, if, put it this way. If they can bring Whit Merrifield back and it's not going to prevent them from doing, from doing anything, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but with you. they need a they need a cleanup hitter. They need another yeah. legit, probably eighth inning guy in yes. the bullpen. I'm sure they're going to need more depth uh, in the rotation, which costs is going to cost a little bit of money. Uh, yeah, I think for me, yeah, I'm with you. If you know, it doesn't hurt you going out and doing other things. Yeah, Witt's a really good player, and and two hits, you know, don't grow on trees. So mm-hmm. it'd be kind of nice. But if I can solidify those other things and. Do it without having to bring Wit back and pay him eighteen million dollars. That's what I'm going to do. Chris from Oshawa, you're on uh, Blue Jays talk. Hey, my question kind of goes into the last comment there, but my thoughts were: if you had to move, or can you move someone out of the starting lineup at the trade deadline to make the team better? Is that possible with such a weak prospect system? Is there anyone that you see as dispensable that could make the team better? I mean, thanks for the call. I mean, Kevin, I'll turn it over to you. But one of the problems is if you trade somebody off this team, you don't have anybody in the minor league system ready to come up. Matt Chapman would be a guy you might look at because he's free agent eligible. Well, if you trade Matt Chapman, who's your third baseman? Um, you know, Addison Barger. Brady Kiermaier, you bring in Cody Bellinger. That that's an option. Uh, maybe, I mean, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that that's an option, but. Other than that, I, I keep getting back to this. It's going to come down to will will this front office be able to convince ownership to spend even more money? Because you may need to take on a bad contract 
to get a good player. Or you just may, maybe you just need to pick up some money to spend some money to get a good player um, in, in addition to whatever else you're going to give up. Because there are two things teams want at the trade deadline. They want players to make them better or they want financial wiggle room. If you don't have the players to make them better necessarily, then you better be able to use your money to give them some, you know, to give them a little bit of financial wiggle room. And Kevin, that's the way I look at it. But, but the, I mean, the caller's right. Who, who Alejandro Kirk's not going to get you anything. Uh, you know, you don't want to trade in in your pitchers. Um, and I'm not entirely certain that other than Romano, you know, in the bullpen, other than Romano, I don't think anybody's going to get you anything. And I don't know why the hell you trade your closer. So that's off the table. Nate Pearson. Ugh. Nate Pearson, you know, Nate Pearson tonight, Nate Pearson tonight, a hundred, 101. I mean, I don't know. Maybe is Nate Pearson a guy that some another team may look at? You never know. Well, I mean, I, th- I would think the Blue Jays sort of need 101, no doubt. Well, I, again, but this gets to what what are you getting in return? Maybe you give him up to get what you need to get in terms of a bat. Now you got to go out and get 101. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. that, that, that's maybe Chad saying. Maybe Chad Green's the replacement. If you got to give up Chad Nate Pearson and, and a combination of somebody else to get what you need. Yeah. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety seven two. The Blue Jays have beaten the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are fifty one and forty one. Ten games over five hundred for the first time this year. We'll take a break. Come back. Look around the American League East. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet three six five. You can download the Bet three six five app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games 19 plus play responsibly Ontario only the Tampa Bay Rays were rained out today against the Kansas City Royals they will play a double dip tomorrow but uh, everybody else in the American League East was playing of course the everybody in the in in, in the East is outside of their division right now uh, the Jays beat the Diamondbacks of course seven to two Currently ongoing, Baltimore is leading Minnesota 3-2. The Boston Red Sox, they are going to be a pain in the butt, aren't they, Barker? The Boston Red Sox are up 8-3 over the Chicago Cubs. And your boy, Sean Casey, he's got some work to do as the new Yankees hitting coach. They're losing 4-2 to the Rockies. But that is in the seventh inning, so there's still plenty of time. Uh, shout out to the neighbor boys, by the way, Josh and Bo, both homering tonight in the same inning. Nice, and, uh, which is a uh, pretty cool, pretty cool uh, accomplishment. So the standings as of now: the Rays are fifty-eight and thirty-five. They're in first place. Tampa Bay is fifty. I'm sorry, Baltimore's fifty-four and thirty-five, currently leading. The Jays are fifty-one and forty-one, as we mentioned, ten games over. They're a game and a half up in the Yanks right now, who are forty-nine and forty-two. And the Boston Red Sox are 48-43. They can go ahead of the Yankees uh, if uh, they hang on for the win tonight and the Yankees lose, which uh, is kind of kind of shaking my head here because we do, I throw my hand up here, we do tend to forget the uh, Red Sox. Right now the Jays hold down the second wild card spot, 51-41. and 41. They're a game ahead of the Houston Astros behind the Baltimore Orioles, Tampa Bay, 
Texas and Cleveland right now are the uh, teams that are setting the pace in the American League. If you were wondering, because we talked about Jose Barrios' dominance, over his last 17 starts, he's 8-4. and four. He has an ERA of 2.72 and a 1.09 whip. The Jays have won 22 of his last 26 starts at the Rogers Center. As for Vladdy Jr., we mentioned his home run in the second inning, the solo shot. He is the fifth home run derby champion to go deep in this first game after the All-Star break. Prince Fielder did it in 2009. He is the only one to do it in his first plate appearance after the home run derby. So there you go. Maybe this carryover, Kevin, of the home run derby. Maybe there was something to it. Maybe. If you say so. If you say so. Maybe. Ian and Aurora, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. How are you doing tonight? We are doing well because it's a 7-2 win and it is Friday. Absolutely. It's great. Hopefully we're doing a little better than well after this call. I'm going to try and kill it with a little positivity here. Oh, come on. We don't have room for that now. <laughs> Let's go. Let's I'm go. All right. Tonight, guys. Barrios was looking good. I really enjoy his confidence. I think his changeup, he's got a lot of confidence in. It's very Cleveland the way he's built himself. We know the brass loves that. His arm slot is coming out of the same place as his fastball. He's working it low. He's getting the swing and misses. And he's pounding low in the zone and using that changeup as that out pitch. And I absolutely love it. It's been great for him all year. And I think it's working well. Pearson, um, tough, tough first batter. Walked the first guy. But you know what? That's okay. After that first pitch of the second batter, I think Jansen came out, settled him down a little bit, said, hey, man. You throw one on 101, just like Barker said. Why don't we use that? Why don't we blow it past these guys? Let's pound it. We got a five-run lead. Let's be aggressive. Enough with the soft stuff. Let's go, man. Three straight pitches, three straight fastballs, you get three strikes. Start it off soft to the next guy. I think he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Set a guy up, blow it by him again. Three straight fastballs. Next guy we get up, another fastball. Here we go. Let's pound it, boys. We get a fly ball out, we're out of the inning. I absolutely love it. And then two guys who used to be Jays having a pretty good night. Moreno with a big hit. I hate to lose that guy. He's got great bat on ball. I've watched him live a bunch. Hate to lose him, but I'm glad he's doing well. Um, Guriel Jr. looks like he's a lot more still at the plate. His head's a lot more still. He's having a great first half of the season. But all those things they learned, here's the positivity part, all those things they learned in the Jays, man. All those things are going to carry over to our minor leagues. And I hope our new guys pick up on this. I hope our new pick, Namala, who's got a little bit of swing and miss, takes a little learning from these guys, and our system develops them. we got to have faith in these guys. We've got a lot of good things coming. So we had a lot of positivity tonight after the draft, a lot of positive things to come. Let's keep with the positivity, Toronto sports fans. I don't like this negative attitude. There let's go. go, boys, and let's get excited. We're making a turn. Thank you very much for my call. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thank you so much. I'm glad you had so much fun together. Oh, I mean, I want to run through the wall, Kevin. Just here. I'm going to put yeah, my... Me too. Uh, I'm ready to go. I Let's go. It. Let's run through the wall. Yeah. I'm going to run through I the wall it. for Ian from Aurora. I mean, he he, look, well, and, and, and look, the, 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 the Pearson inning against the middle of the order, I noticed you didn't mention that. You would normally mention that if he was facing 8-9 and 7-8-9, and you'd... you'd but, Today, you, you neglected to mention that he was facing two, three, and four, Marte, Carroll, and Walker. That's a pretty good uh, pretty good. They pitcher. were up five uh, runs, there, Kevin. Do I need yeah. to mention that, too? Well, 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 yep, maybe. And uh, Gurriel as well. Uh, let me see. That's two guys that went to the All-Star game, Barker. Two guys that went to the All-Star game. Hmm. 
Another guy having a pretty good year. Strikes out the uh, guy going to the All-Star game with a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. The 100-mile-an-hour fastball he threw to Walker to strike him out might be the best pitch he's thrown as a Blue Jay in terms of location. 101 to uh, your boy Lourdes, fielder's choice grounder. I just I noticed that you didn't mention that he faced the middle of the order. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, it is. Well, Normally, you'd go, wow, wow, wow. Okay, Pearson. Who who do you face? Positive. He faced seven, eight, nine. There's a reason he I'm faced seven and eight. I'm with Ian. Positive vibes. There That's what go. we're going Positive with. Vibes. You get it done. You get it done. We don't mention who you face or how you faced him or how you did. You did a good job. Um, you talked a little earlier about the balance in terms of Jose Jose Brios's balance in terms of his of, of his pitch selection. And obviously that's working for him. Is there a pitch that's been better for him this year, Kevin, than you thought it might be? I think it's a four-seamer, right? He's usually a sinker-slider guy or a sinker-slurve or sinker-breaking ball, however you want to call it, right? He's added a little slower breaking ball occasionally because he's had two against lefties. Teams are stacking a bunch of lefties. You've got to give him a different look. He can steal a strike, a little get-me-over, you know, 12-6 breaking ball. He's been throwing a little bit more of those. He can backfoot the the slurve or the slider, whatever you want to call it. Ian mentioned the changeup has been really good. I just like that balance, and that's the reason why I brought that up, is because he made the big mechanical change, which allows him to throw all four of those whenever mm-hmm. he needs to throw them because he can locate them now. And they're competitive pitches, and when you can do that, then you can execute the zones after those competitive pitches. So, yeah, it's he's losing confidence, which is a big deal, too. I think that's going to be music to the ears of our next caller, Dennis in Shawinigan Lake, B.C. My me. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Kevin, man, what's how up? How you guys doing tonight? We're doing well. Good. Um, I would like to ask Kevin a question, particularly. Yes. Uh, I was really, I was really disappointed in uh, like Barrios last year, but I'm like in love with his mental stability and the way that he came back. And as a former player, the way Kevin thought, I was like, "How do you guys do that?" Like Barrios has been awesome this year. I was like, "Great question." That wasn't the same guys last year. Great question, Dennis. I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. Thanks for the call. I mean, that that is a. Look, he, he took a beating last year from everybody in the media except <coughs> the host of this show. I was the only one who stood up for Jose Brios. Well, the rest of you guys had the knives out. I you was. were trying to be different. That makes a better show. When you're different, we don't think well, the same. We I, can I also, like I told you, I trust the athlete and I trust the pitcher. But uh, further to his point, that had to be mentally grinding on Jose Brios. How, 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 does a guy, how does a guy handle that? Because it was the first year of that big contract, right? And yeah. the team was I mean, basically they didn't use them. They didn't use them in the postseason. You know, I, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of they, they kind of worked around them in the postseason. How do you how do you think he handled that? Like, what did he do? Yeah, did he go home in got, the offseason and regroup. I think so. I think you have to buy into saying what I'm doing is not working. I got to go fix it. And where do you start? It's mechanical, right? It's mechanically. How do I repeat it? How do I have the same release point where I can locate and have a balanced mix? Every time I go out, right, where I mm. have four different pitches, two different fastballs, two secondary pitches, I can manipulate the the slurve, the breaking ball, the slider, whatever you want to call it. I have three pitches in one because I've made enough mechanical changes where I don't have a wind-up now. I'm just picking the leg up. I repeat it. I, you know, I have the quick arm swing. I can catch it out front. It gives me confidence because now I can locate it. Whoever the catcher is, it gives me the target. I throw it at the target. I ooze confidence because I've made ooze those changes confidence. because I knew. I had to make him to be good in the American League East. Good for him. It's hard to do that as a veteran player who's sure been around is. and gotten paid. So and you know, and, and 
we haven't even mentioned that disaster that was the World Baseball Classic. Like I told you, when he came back from the World Baseball yeah. Classic, okay, that, that was the one point where I, because now we're in a new season, now it's fresh, and he looked awful. And, and at that point, I kind of thought, eh, okay, maybe I'm going out on a limb here. But as usual, I'm right. 7-2, the Blue Jays beat the Arizona Diamondbacks in the first of three games tonight. Game two goes tomorrow. The third game is Sunday. Mr. Barker and myself will be back from 5 to 7 Eastern on Monday. And Blair and Barker, thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Now that summer has arrived, it's road trip season. Make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for a special summer offer today. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. 